I'm Lee Cameron. This is the Christmas Stocking. I've done a bunch of episodes about Christmas trees. The most recent was last year, episode 108, about real versus artificial trees. But I've never taken the angle I'm going to today. Not in 10 years of the Christmas Stocking. You know, I love a lot of things about living in Los Angeles near the beach, but one thing I really miss is being able to go out and cut my own Christmas tree. I've never actually done it for my own house as an adult, but that was how we got our trees when I was a kid. And last time I visited mom for Christmas, we went out and I cut down a tree. It occurs to me though, that maybe you've lived an inverse life to mine. Maybe you've always had an artificial tree as a kid, or you got yours at a lot, or like me, a a big box hardware store lot. So today, I want to talk about how to cut down your own Christmas tree. I'm from Connecticut, so we went to a Christmas tree farm every year. There were and are a lot in the Northeast, Mid-Atlantic, Upper Midwest, all over the country there are Christmas tree farms, actually. But obviously there are areas that Christmas trees just can't be grown. So if you live in an area where they can be, uh, you are lucky. The advantages of a Christmas tree farm are clear. Trees are tended to and trimmed for an ideal shape and health all year long. Christmas trees are usually taken out and not sold so as not to endanger the other trees. Some of the farms have expanded too with sleigh rides, gift shops, Santa visits, and a lot more fun. If you live near a national forest, generally out west in the Rockies, maybe a couple of other places, you can get a permit to cut down your own tree from the national forest. Now, when you go to a national forest, you are really kind of on your own. You should bring emergency supplies like food, water, and a first aid kit and tell someone where you're going since your cell phone might not work. And you need to go early in the day so you don't run out of daylight. It could take a while. Those trees are not trimmed specially either. It may be kind of tricky to find a good one and you may have to do more work on it. There are a lot of guidelines the Forest Service can help you with. Whether you go to a real forest or a Christmas tree farm, don't go alone, even if it's not a matter of safety, it's a matter of ease. And let's face it, a matter of fun. If you can bring the whole family, what a great day. Oh, and by the way, even on a Christmas tree farm, don't go too late. It takes a while. You're not just walking around a little lot. You're walking around a farm. And it might take a while to find the perfect tree. By the way, you probably could tell I was always the perfect tree finder in the family. Thank you very much. Might have been because I was the youngest kid. Might have been because I'm pushy. Depending on where you live and how far you're willing to travel for your tree, you could find yourself going through cute small towns and past diners and antique shops that may distract you. Keep in mind your mission. Get a tree! A lot of farms do have nighttime lights, but it's harder to see everything that's wrong and right about the tree at night. Oh, that's true with a lot, too. But, of course, I've always gotten my trees at night. When I was a kid, it was always two trips to the tree farm. One in November, usually, to find and tag the tree we want. Then back in December to cut it and bring it home. Check the website or call ahead to see if tagging is allowed. Not all farms do it, and some that used to don't anymore. It can be a hassle for them. Sometimes tags are taken off if someone without the proper Christmas spirit sees a tree they want. And sometimes tags come off because they're not fastened tightly enough or there's rough weather. And some farms, maybe most, that allow tagging only allow it in certain areas and you may not find the tree you want in those areas. So check it out. When you go in December, make sure you dress for the weather. If it's cold, dress in layers because cutting down a tree can heat you up faster than you'd expect. You start out cold, you end up hot and sweaty. And protect yourself from wetness. You probably want boots if the ground's not frozen and covered with snow. The roads where the wagons go are usually not paved and they get muddy. And with people walking around the farm, there are all kinds of places where mud can come up. 
Now if it's not cold, bring lots of water. You definitely want to have that. Wear pants that can get wet. Maybe bring some plastic to kneel on when you go in to cut the tree. And whether it's warm or cold, bring gloves that can get dirty and sappy and sticky. Your hands will thank you. I often forget that when I go to the lot. And my hands do not thank me. Bring a blanket and rope to put the tree on your car without scratching. Farms will usually have twine to fasten the tree, but maybe not always. If you're going to the forest, bring a saw for sure. Farms can usually provide one, but will usually let you use your own, as long as it's not a power saw. Just make sure it's the right kind of saw with large teeth for cutting trees. There are different kinds of trees, and they're usually segregated on a farm. Maybe not so much in the forest, though. Do the research on the types of trees and needles before you go. Some, like junipers, spruces, cedars, and firs, have short needles. Others have longer, but still stiff needles like scotch pines. And then there are longer needled trees that are softer and may not hold heavier ornaments if you have them. You should also make sure there are no sap allergies in your family. And if that fresh Christmas tree smell matters, different trees have different aromas and levels of aromas. And you might have to walk around a lot before you find the tree you want. So if you don't wear boots, at least wear good shoes. Farms usually have different areas with trees with different characteristics besides the type of tree. Often the height of the tree, the width of the tree, all kinds of things can be different in different areas. The way they're trimmed. It can be tricky in a Christmas tree lot to figure out how well a tree will fit in your home. It's even trickier out among the live trees in a farm or a forest. The tree will look taller than it will at home because you won't be cutting right at ground level. The tree will look shorter than it will at home because you're outside with no ceiling above you and trees are of all different sizes. So you really just can't be sure. Don't go for the biggest tree. You should measure your space before you go so you can measure the tree and make sure that it'll fit. But when you measure the height of the tree, remember, you're going to be cutting off above the ground and then you'll probably cut off a little bit more. And you may be cutting off low branches as well, which will change the shape of the tree. When you find one you like, you need to check it to make sure it's healthy. Shake it by the trunk a bit. Too many needles fall off, that's not good. Try to bend a branch or two. If it snaps off, it's not going to last. Check for blank spaces, brown needles, and other discoloration. When you're ready, you need to get down on the ground to cut it. You want to cut as low as you can and straight across. Now this is where having someone with you will help and it's not just fun. While you're sawing, have the other person pull the tree away from you where you're cutting, creating more room for your saw and a much easier cutting experience. If you're on a farm and having trouble, don't be ashamed to ask for help. There are usually people there who will be happy to help. After you cut your tree, how do you get it back to your car? Well, very often there are wagons which will take it back, but you may need to bring it back yourself. And even if you don't, you might need to bring it a ways to get to the road where the wagon will pick it up. You can drag the tree if the ground is frozen, bottom end up, but don't drag it through the mud. And if the ground's not frozen, try to carry it or that thing's gonna get dirty. When you're ready to put the tree on your car, make sure you shake it. I like to pick it up a couple of inches and drop it so the loose needles come off. If they bail the tree, that can be very helpful to get it home. This is where the blanket comes in. Lay it on top of your car if that's where the tree is going so it doesn't get scratched. We never do that and our car actually looks okay. It's possible paint is better now. You want to put the bottom of the tree at the front of the car or the tree is liable to catch the wind and go whoosh. That would be bad. You could tie the tree to your luggage rack if you have one or through the car doors or windows. Once you get your tree home, if you can't put it up right away, put the tree in a bucket of water in a cool place. Oh, and make sure your stand fits the tree. It's not a good idea to shave the sides of your trunk to fit. That's the part that's the best at taking in water. 
Before you put it in the tree stand, cut a thin slice off the bottom so it can drink. If it's a wide tree, you may want to wait to cut the netting until it's in the stand. Our trees are never big enough to worry about, so I just cut the netting first. Your tree is going to guzzle water for the first few days. Check it a couple of times a day at least and keep it watered. You'll find you don't need to water as often after a few days, but if you forget and it goes all the way down, the bottom of that trunk can seal up faster than you'd expect. If there are pine cones in there, you might hear them crack a bit at night when everything's quiet, which is nice and spooky. And you might find some sap on the trunk or a broken or cut branch. Cutting your own tree means you know exactly how fresh your tree is, and it will probably last longer than trees you may have gotten in a lot. They often mass harvest them early in the season, store them, and ship them out as necessary. I don't know if you've seen the videos of the, uh, the helicopters coming through and scooping up all those trees. Maybe that's why the trees we get in the middle of the month barely make it to New Year's or Three Kings Day. Hmm. When the season is done, you may be able to easily recycle the tree with your trash, or you may need to take it to a recycling center. Or you may want to put it on a stake outside your window and decorate it with popcorn and cranberry strings for the birds. That's nice too. Ah, sheesh. Now I feel like I really want to cut my own Christmas tree. There are farms in Orange County. Maybe there are some others in LA too. I'm gonna have to look into that. Hey, listen to this. I think this may be the first time I've played this as a vocal. It's Bunny Siegler singing Ave Maria in the Christmas stocking.
From Philadelphia, that's Bunny Siegler in the Christmas stocking. He was involved in the creation of the Philly sound of R&B. Love that sound. You know, Hall & Oates had that sound. The OJs. Yeah. The lady he's singing with is Charlene Holloway. And isn't she amazing? Love that. Need to find more of her. Now, if you're listening to this when the show comes out, you can see the Rockefeller Christmas tree lighting Wednesday. That's November 30th. It'll be up until January 7th if you're in New York City, and you really should see it. It's just amazing to be there in person. This year, it's a 94-foot Norway spruce from Oneonta, New York. I received this email and wanted to share it with you, and the answer to his question is from Joe, and he wrote to topelf at mychristmasstocking.net. He said, I can't emphasize how meaningful your show has become for my family and me. We love learning new things and hearing unique music. I've searched your site and the net to try and find a list of the music you played on your show, but can't find it. Could you tell me where I can find the list? Thanks so much. And this is what I wrote back to him. Thanks for your kind words about the show. I'm really glad you enjoy it. A page with just the music from the show is on the list of things I've planned to do for years, but my years have been unexpectedly crazy for a very long time, and I expect the unexpected will continue. I hope someday, but I'm a one-man band. You can, however, find all the music in the show notes, and you'll find a button at the bottom of this page, mychristmasstocking.net slash episode show dash notes. And I'll tell you, you can just click episode slash show notes on the front page of mychristmasstocking.net. That will take you to the blog, which has all the music for this show and all the shows and more info links for every single episode. I can't guarantee every link is live, especially the further you go back, but it's a good start. And if you have trouble, just let me know and I'll see if I can find it. And I always love hearing about uh, dead links, by the way, so I can fix them. Just scroll all the way to the bottom of that page and you'll find, just click here and you'll get to the show notes of every single episode. Oh, and Joe is super cool. After he wrote that and I answered him, he sent me a gift to the Christmas stocking and I really, really, really appreciate it. He probably went to mychristmasstocking.net and clicked contribute up there at the top. It helps so much. Things are, you know, kind of crazy this year, so anything really helps. Thank you so much, Joe. I hope you have a merry, merry Christmas. I want to say hi to people on Facebook. We have a page there, facebook.com slash christmasstocking. David, Mike, Melissa, they don't know each other, I don't think. Anyway, thank you for your support. I really, really appreciate it. Lots going on on Twitter, too. I have lots of links, not just promoting the show, all kinds of news about Christmas and conversations, too. Sarah in Australia tweeted such a nice thing about the show just a day or two ago, and uh, she pointed out that Advent started on Sunday. She's at On Sarah's iPad. Gabby in Argentina at Gabby Milano 22. I guess it looks like Gabby Milano 22. And she has tweeted really sweet things, and I really appreciate you too, Gabby. Thank you so much. She's been around a long, long time. And the Holiday Hipsters at Holiday Hipsters, a San Diego jazz vocal group who I would like to play on the show someday. Thank you for your retweets and all your support. Retweeting really helps uh, spread the word about the show. Not enough people listening. I'll be honest with you, numbers have gone down a little in the last few years. I've been bad about promoting, I guess, but I sure would love your help. Tell your friends, spread the word on social media, tell me what I need to do, because obviously I need some help. We're on Google Plus and Pinterest, too. Absolutely, you'll find the links at the top of mychristmasstocking.net. And I want you to call me at 323-487-1225. Tell us what Christmas is to you. What is Christmas to you? I really want to hear what you say for you and your family. I'm Lee Cameron. I think we're going to travel next time.
to Pennsylvania and a museum that celebrates Christmas all year round. Stephen suggested it in an email to topelf at mychristmasstocking.net. I hope you'll join me in the Christmas stocking.